Hi everybody, my name's Paula Martin. I'm one of the wellbeing coaches from the social prescribing team within Mid-Devon PCN and I'm alongside my colleague Simon. Hi there. So we're going to be talking about mindfulness today. We do a lot of mindfulness sessions within our work and we wanted to sort of just explain a little bit actually about mindfulness because there's a lot of coverage in the media around mindfulness. There's lots of books, there's lots of YouTube clips, classes, and it can actually be quite confusing. So we're going to try and summarise it for you. Yeah, thanks, Paula. So today, I think we're going to look at where mindfulness originates from, um, what mindfulness is and what it isn't, um, a little bit about that. Some of its, some of its research benefits, uh, how to practice mindfulness in our daily lives, uh, what its link is to meditation, and we're going to end with a short little meditation from Paula. Yeah, so um, the origins of mindfulness. So mindfulness is an idea that um, it is present in many of, sort of world religions um, and, you know, from across history. So I'm going to read a few little quotes here. So this one is from Buddh- Buddhism. Um, Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Concentrate the mind on the present moment. We have another one here from Christianity. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This one I really love, actually. This is by um, from the Sufi Islam Uh, religion the breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you do not go back to sleep that one I love it's so Mm. beautiful Mm. um there's one here from the Native American we uh, sorry be still until the sunlight pours through and dispels the mists as it true sorry as it surely will then act with courage that's really lovely as well Mm. So there's many different, um, you know, even through Hinduism, set thy heart upon thy work, but never on its reward. And Judaism, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Mm. They're all saying the same thing, though, aren't they? They are. They're very beautiful um, and and quite poetic aren't they but Mm. I suppose we have to recognize that obviously there's different belief systems underpinning all of those different traditions and not to Mm. kind of trivialize that but as you say like there's a kind of a a thread of mindfulness of the idea of mindfulness that runs kind of like throughout like history and and different religions and idea and different sort of philosophical traditions as well I suppose um and and um but in recent years, obviously, it's come to the attention of uh, psychologists um, mm. and, and people that uh, are interested in, in human w- well-being and it's sort of been studied scientifically. Um, I think you've got a little bit of uh, yeah. some insight into that, Paula. Yeah. So there's um, so how mindfulness is described in psychology. So Ellen Langer, um, she says that mindfulness is a flexible state of mind in which we are actively engaged in the present, noticing new things. And John Kabat-Zinn, the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. 
So both of these definitions refer to the inner world of our own thoughts, our feelings, sensations, and also changes in the world around us. So, yeah, on the simplest level, um, it's really about paying attention without judgment, um, as John Kabat-Zinn, um, who, who's actually considered the father of mindfulness in the West, really, because mm. he kind of brought the idea into the into the mainstream over here. Uh, it's, it's just paying attention to, so on one level, it's just paying attention to the outer world we live in without judgment. And so that's becoming aware of the sounds and sights and smells and the textures that we experience and being very grounded in the moment. Um, so when in bed, we might bring our attention to the crisp sheets on which we lie. Um, we're just, just bathing in the senses when we say walk in a forest or by the sea without any commentary or judgment, just being there in that sensual experience of the moment. Um, or even it could be something um, uh, very day to day, like paying attention to the sounds and movements uh, as we're sweeping the kitchen floor or, or the garden um, outside. Just paying attention to, to those sensory experiences um, rather than being caught up in, in like thoughts about, you know, the future or the past. It's really just paying attention, bringing our attention to what we're doing in the moment. You know, this feel of the soapy water when we're doing the washing up, uh, being very mm. grounded. Um and it can and be also it can also be like paying attention to others in conversation, you know, really listening to people, that listen, being aware of people's body language, tone of voice, what they're saying, being really present with somebody and not necessarily like planning what the next thing is that we're going to say. You know? Yeah, that's so true, though, isn't it? We get we can get caught up in that. So it's not just about those things. It's, you know, our mind can get lost in you know, our thoughts, the regrets, worries, our to-do lists. Um, and it's so busy focusing on on all of our, you know, attention to all of those things. We forget about bringing ourselves back to the here and now. We forget when we're in um, in that state of being, in, in that present moment, we, we, our mind can't, isn't able to um, get caught up in those regrets and worries. Mm. So, we can also apply this sort of open, accepting attention to our inner world. Mm. So we can all over-identify with our thoughts and feelings, those attitudes and our emotions that are coming up and those inner stories that we keep telling ourselves. You know, so many of these are really sort of automatic. Mm. The, um, the ways that we've learned things, how we've, you know, our, our script, we've, we're from the age of seven, we're, we have a script that how we, um, you know, do things in our world um, around the people that we're with. So these are um, automatic ways of being. They're not always useful, <laughs> especially mm. when we're, you know, trying to promote happiness, you know, um, and they can get in the way of our life. Mm. And they, you know, really um, actually can be really disruptive, actually. Mm. Um, so they could be they can include stories about ourselves you know I'm not good enough or stories about others who will never amount to anything it could be stories about the world this world is out to get me Um, and also they can include habits of thinking and being you know I'm a fair weather walker Mm. you know it's amazing the amount of stories that we tell ourselves and um, you know that we're sort of programmed to so you know, mindfulness of the inner world is about noting these inner voices, but 
you know, really not buying into them. Mm. And it sort of offers us a degree of freedom from, um, I don't know, it's a bit like, in some ways, we're like, can be a bit like a computer some ways, can't be programmed by our past experiences to see the world in certain ways and respond to it in certain mm, ways. And mindfulness allows us to see that. And it brings us freedom and choice. So actually, I may not be a fair weather walker. I can go out and dress up appropriately and, 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 and perhaps enjoy the rain and try something new. And it just gives us choices because it makes us aware of those kind of uh, things. Um, mm. and, and, and so there are some qualities of mindfulness that allow us to, to, uh, to, to have that extra choice. And one of them is being a sort of detached observer. Um, and just noting that when a story comes up or a thought comes up and you think, ah, oh, that's that story or thought about and allowing that st- thought or story to sit, notice in it, allowing it to come, and then allowing it to go without kind of getting brought into it. We can apply a kind of curious scientist approach as well. Um, we can think, oh, we've had that thought come up. I wonder what triggered that. Uh, where does it lead? Uh, was it Does it lead if I follow that uh, thought to a positive behaviour or, uh, uh, or emotion or a negative outcome? And just being a bit curious about the, our own inner mind and <clears throat> taking that kind of... Uh, a sort of a detached curious uh, kind of attitude to it and you know we mm. can say would, would, would it be more realistic or kinder or useful if if maybe I, I didn't buy into that thought or, or, or maybe there's a different thought I could exchange it with um, yeah. and I think also in, in, in mindfulness there's often um, important to uh, be a compassionate observer as well and, and noticing sometimes that you know discomfort will arise and to be gentle with ourselves it's okay to feel pain um, or suffering it will pass and just being gentle with myself maybe putting your hand on your heart you know and just being kind and gentle uh, if a thought comes up uh, is that thought uh, kind to have about myself or, or maybe it's a thought about another is it a kind thought to have about another and, and just noting it um, and, and and you're being being gentle um, so gentleness and compassion is a really important element uh, yeah it's, it's key isn't it it is and and there's a little uh phrase that um that i use sometimes um and it's and you can notice emotion if it's a negative or you know uh, an emotion that's a little bit troubling like and you can say uh, i am and then whatever the emotion is it might be worried i am worried and i am safe because most of the time uh in in our in in in, in most of life we can be in a safe situation but we might be worried and it's just noting that actually uh, we, we can be we can sometimes let our minds carry us mm. off in worry but actually we are we are often safe so I am worried and I am safe or I am scared and I am safe um, yeah it's that bringing that compassion and gentleness in a bit like parenting yourself in some regards yeah absolutely <clears throat> that really is a key part of mindfulness I believe anyway um so you know the research benefits um behind mindfulness it yes it's not a magic wand however you know studies have shown that it has really helped to improve our mental health um better pain management we can have you know heightened well-being a better relationships um you know a real sense of experience of um being calm and that internally still Mm. and it's an experience of being connected as well and I think really increases our awareness um 
you know, and our attention and focus. I think that's really important as well. It's also got obviously um, sort of physical benefits of lowering our blood pressure and um, that type of thing. Absolutely. So, so um, I suppose it's important really at this point to kind of note the differences between meditation and mindfulness. So mindfulness is uh, an attitude or, or um, uh, an intention that we bring into our daily lives. And that is to focus on the present, to notice thoughts, feelings, sensations or distractions, but not to get caught up in them, to be loving, accepting and non-judgmental to ourselves and to others and choose um, how to live from our values rather than from our automatic habits. So we, we notice those um, automatic stories or, or, or whatever going through our head and we choose a different one based on some values so it's a kind of day-to-day moment-to-moment practice and I think you know you can do things like maybe even set um, an alarm on your uh, phone like for parts of the day where where it goes off it just to remind us to be mindful so it's a daily practice uh, in the day well meditation um, is um, really a tool that helps us develop um, mindfulness um, just like when we go to the gym or, or we get out on our bicycle, or we do any form of exercise that helps build our muscles and our cardio health. So uh, meditation helps um, develop our ability to focus, really, and, and to, to switch our attention uh, more intentionally um, in our lives so that we have more freedom and more choice. It, this basically increases the mental muscles to allow us to practice mindfulness more mm. you know, in our daily da- daily life, helping us to notice unhelpful thoughts earlier and bring our attention back to the here and now or the task that we have at hand. Yeah, that, and that's it, isn't it? You know, um, so I'm going to do just a short meditation, actually, so um, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. But if you're driving, please don't do this meditation. Um, or if you're using any machinery or anything like that, don't listen to this meditation. Okay. So now, if you'd like to become nice and comfortable. So if you have your feet on the floor, And if you can have a straight back as much as you can, that's great. But if not, just sit nice and comfortably. Just having your hands in your lap. Just slowly taking a nice breath in through your nose and blowing up that lower belly. And just slowly releasing. Breathing in through your nose, blowing up your lower belly. just slowly releasing the breath really settling into your body just noticing how you're feeling just noticing without any judgments your mind might be racing or it might be chattering and that's absolutely okay just bringing your attention and your focus to your breath I want you to notice as you're breathing in, your lungs are filling up with air. And just notice as you're breathing out, you're following your breath. You're noticing your body really settling. You may like to bring your attention 
to the top of your head and just moving down to the muscles around your face, really allowing them to loosen and let go. Bringing your awareness to your jaw, really loosening your jaw. Allowing your shoulders to move away from your ears. And just moving through your body. If you're noticing any tension, just breathing into that. As you're breathing out, you're releasing any tension or stress in your body. Again, if your mind is wandering, just bring your focus back to following your breath. Breathing in, blowing the lower belly up and slowly breathing out. Nothing to do, just being here right now, focusing on your body. Allowing your body to soften and settle. Just allowing your breath to move, breathe in and breathe out. No need to follow any thoughts. Just bringing your awareness back to following your breath. So now just becoming aware of the sounds inside of the room and outside of the room. Noticing your body sat on the chair. Just gently wiggling your fingers and your toes. And when you're ready, just gently opening your eyes. You may like to have a nice big stretch. And then you can continue with your day. So just focusing on your breath for a few times throughout the day, like Simon was saying, you know, nowadays you can have these um watches that give you a little reminder to say oh you need to do some mindfulness (laughs) you need to do some breathing so when we can really start to focus on our breath and being in the here and now we're more able to manage um our life especially if there's sort of difficulties you know within our lives we're more able to manage that yeah, that's yeah. right. And it, so, I, you know, go away and experiment, I suppose, really, um, and see how, yeah. it, how, it, how it impacts. Um, I mean, if you do like um, this meditation, we do. I run a, a relaxation group on a Tuesday at 6.30 for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And we also run a mindfulness session every Friday morning at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's again for half an hour. Um, so you'd be very welcome to come along. Um, yes, and there's lots of information on the internet, but NHS um, also um, have lots of uh, podcasts and mm. YouTube clips for mindfulness and meditation. 
So I really encourage you to, you know, go and find the the, the right one for you because mm. it's going to be different for everyone. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Um, it's yes. time. And, um, thank you. We'll see you next time. Mm. Okay. <laughs> goodbye. Bye.